Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Uh, this is your host Tim, aka Murdy, and today it's just me and Nico. We're on a we're on a duo game because everybody's busy, getting crazy, and probably freaking out about shiny, right? So you know. Um, but luckily, there's not too much news, so it's probably okay that this one's going to be a little short. I'm going to apologize in advance to everybody who wanted or is going to want something longer. Sorry, there's just not a lot. Like, there's just not much going on. <laughs> I don't know what you want. Um, so we're going to do music videos first. Uh, first up, we had the re-debut of uh, Beast, now known as Highlight, uh, with their song, Please Don't Be Sad. Um, I actually... I'm surprised that I like this video a little bit. Uh, it's it's kind of the pastel thing that I don't really like, but they kind of did a little bit more with it. It was fun and like in like a really silly kind of way. Um, I definitely think it fit the song. Um, I don't necessarily like this song that much, but I thought it was pretty okay. Like it, it just felt like an okay song for me. Um, but the music video was fun. I like the music video way more than than the song itself. I am going to have to agree. Um, I, I don't know much about Beast's music before, but other than Ribbon, which I liked. Um, but this song was fun. Um, the video was more fun, though. The song, it was kind of... It was kind of par for the chorus. Um, and I guess... That's a good. I, that's good. That's. A good I guess my both the song and the video. Like, the song was the chord progression wasn't anything we haven't it's heard before. In fact, I think it was the same chord progression as um, "Thinking About You" by Frank Ocean, but like sped up. Huh. Like, listen to the intro again. It's like almost identical, and then it starts to pick up, so it changes a little bit. But ooh, I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, but yeah, it's pretty simple. Like, it's a pretty simple pop chord progression and then the video is like the pastel like you said uh pastel video everybody's really cute there's a lot of um cute colors and a lot of fun things going on what made this a little better than average to me was the dance of the video it was super energetic um when i think of beast i think of them as an old group and um, I don't really think of them very much as, like, dancers per se. But the dance was hype. And it made me hype watching the video. Like, what I thought was just going to be a chill, like, cheer up video was actually kind of hype. So, um, yeah, definitely. Good on them. Some of the people, some of the members of Beast seem to look really rejuvenated. Um, I guess this is the direction that they want to go in. And it looks good on them. So congratulations i guess i do want in the future i guess this is like a, a pretty stable middle of the road debut slash comeback from them as they kind of reinvent themselves i'm hoping in the future they take more risks or um do more to kind of branch out i mean just k-pop in general is ready for an overhaul i think um a break from this status quo that we're in right now because it's just so overdone now like it's just it's just what to expect now it's just like we're watching videos to just watch them and nobody's like thinking about the art of it all yeah i think that i think that's fair i mean i think k-pop's been pretty stale with a few exceptions in in general like from music to the videos as well um 
but I definitely think music videos have gotten super stale recently, and I don't I don't quite know what's going on. Um, speaking of a super stale music video, our next music video is uh, "Sea and Blue" with "Between Us." Um, I I watched "Sea and Blue" at a music festival. And I really like them on stage. I really like their stage presence. I think that when they're performing live, that is the best CM Blue that you can ever see. Um, this video makes me take that to the grave. like Or not to the grave, but like take it to heart forever. Because this music video is terribly boring. And there's so many scenes where it's just like the camera going in a circle yeah. watching them. And they still look so fake. Like they just, they look like they would rather be doing anything but what they're doing. Um the song is also very stale. There's nothing interesting or exciting about it. It When I heard it, I was like, oh, it's just a pop song. I kind of thought I would get something a little more from this. Um, I'm really like, I'm just really disappointed by this from top to bottom. I'm not like a big CM Blue fan, but I would like to be um, because I really like their stage performance. But man, I don't like this. Do you know what's crazy? And it's irrational and I don't understand why I do it, but it happens. I get... C in blue and uh, B1A4 mixed up. What? How? Wait, why? I, I have no idea. I don't know how it happens, but I get them mixed up all the time. I think, That's crazy. you know, I think it's that I have no idea who they are for real. Like, I just, they're both two groups that are like in my periphery. Oh, yeah. That I don't, that I don't, haven't bothered to get to know. So they just like, I get them mixed up. Because don't they both have five members or something? I don't know. I mean, I think so, but one plays instruments and the other one dances. What do you mean? B1A4 doesn't play instruments? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Hold on. Okay, because then I have no idea. I know, okay, so I know there are people in B1A4 who are, like, very close friends with people in Vix who are my bias group. And then CN Blue, there are people in CN Blue who are really good friends with Shiny members and Girls' Generation members. So they're always kind of, like, in my neck of the woods, but I don't know anything about them. Yeah, dog. B1A4 doesn't play instruments, I don't think. (laughs) That's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure they they just do K-pop dances. Like, I'm pretty sure they're a cute boy group or something. Okay, well, that solves that. Um... That's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, well, then I guess, okay, so then I watched this video, and I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting anything. Well, I did. Okay, because then I did know that they were a band group. So, I don't know. I expected more. Uh, I know I've heard one of their songs before. It escapes me now. But it was kind of a, a more of, of a harder rock sound. So I was expecting something like that, but this was like pure pop music. Like this was just a pure pop song with like live instruments, which was, I guess, kind of more my taste. I did like it. Um, the main vocal was giving me a little flavor when he was singing in the little uh, going around the circles part. Um, but I think if you're going to have a video and it's just going to be a performance video, then it, what's the point? Like, yeah, unless you're actually in front of a crowd, like, what's the point? I mean, and I don't mind a performance video. In fact, it gives you opportunity to see what everybody's doing all the time. But label it a performance. Like, don't don't waste company resources 
making a video that is essentially just a performance video. Like, because you could just rent out a single camera, uh, you know, hire a director for really cheap, and just rent out a venue and do this stuff in, like, one take, rather than, you know, waste resources on a full music video production. Yeah. And then just have it be so basic. Um, that's... Uh, Maybe that's that's my that's been my gripe, and I uh, I'm gonna sound redundant, but that's been my gripe with K-pop lately. And I know K-pop is very formulaic, you know, agencies, it, you know, they're small pond agencies find things that work and they milk it until they can't anymore. And I just think we're past the milking point. So all the people who are usually really inventive with music videos are you know trying to get there come up on the same concepts and then you have other people who are just not giving us anything fresh at all and I'm just bored I just, I'm bored I miss um, one thing I loved about K-pop getting into K-pop was that it seemed like music videos were still a very big deal when I got into it you know when I got into it I got a boy it was the video that got me into K-pop and it was just so much going on around that time, you know. Twenty one that year came up with "Don't um, Come Back Home," I believe, or maybe that was next year, the year after. Oh, I think you're right. Um, but then they had "Do you, um, Do You Love Me" as well, and there was just so much going on in K-pop at the time that I was like, "Yes, like okay, like wow, like they still understand the importance of a strong music video." which I feel like the West kind of dropped off on lately with YouTube becoming a thing and, um, you know, like acoustic stuff becoming more favorable over, like, traditional pop music. Um, and with the exception of people like Beyonce, who still makes pretty incredible music videos, everybody kind of is like, okay, well, I'm going to sit in a chair with the guitarist and be really personal and sing a song. And K-pop kind of was like, it's still in this area of, like, really good music videos. So I just want that back. I feel like I don't. maybe everybody's waiting for the summertime or some, like, switch to be, like, like, waiting for somebody to set the next trend. I don't know what's happening, but it needs to happen soon because it's, it's bored. It's boring. It's dead. It's uninteresting at this point. I'm waiting for something new. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm with you on I'm with you with that. Like, I think it is probably everybody waiting for summer because I think this season has just this like fall feeling has never stopped. It's yeah. just gone all the way into spring. Really, like it, it, we got a little super wintry, but not really. And then we're like, all this spring music just feels like what I would expect to get in the fall. And I, I don't know. I mean, I just I feel like they're waiting for summer for something to be really really different hopefully i'm praying that's what's gonna happen um unfortunately like the only comeback i'm excited about right now is the fact that girls day is coming back and i know they're just gonna give me a generic summer song so i don't know <laughs> like i can't get too excited also i saw the teaser for their song yesterday today actually this morning and it is lit i'm ready oh I, is it okay thank god I, I love me some strong vocals man it seems like that's where they're going again so I'm I'm happy about that, and yours giving me like so Mozart piano stuff. It's really cool. Huh. Uh, okay. It's really interesting. It, it we'll see what happens, but you know I'm just hoping it's not another ring my bell because that was unfortunate. 
Yeah, I can go without that. Good lord. Um, but speaking of girl groups, we also had the debut of Pristine uh, with the song Wee Woo. <laughs> What's the name of the song to you? It's Wee Woo. Wee Woo, Wee Woo, Wee Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Are you really that excited about it? Really? No, I laughed because it just, I, I don't know, it's the pronunciation. The hard W's is like oh. killing me. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't know how to feel about this music video. Um, like, it was interesting, I guess, at parts. But Jesus Christ, the chorus is so off-putting. Like, I, I'm really... Uh, we don't have this music video on the slate, but uh, Moon Hyuna released her music video for the song, the cricket song, and the chorus in that song is the chirping of a cricket, like her making the cricket noise. That's it. There's no, it's no lyrics. It's just her cricket noise, cricket oh, noise, no. cricket noise, cricket noise, with some dude talking in the back, cricket noise, cricket noise. And I was like, I could die. Like this is this is how I could die. And this song, like right when it played. <laughs> I felt the same way about hearing the wee woo or whatever. Like, just, ugh, I don't want this. I don't. And the part before that, like the bridge before the chorus, is great. I loved it. I like the way it sounds. And then you get to this part, and I was just like, this could end. I, or I could die. <laughs> one of these has to be the, one of these has to be what happens. I just, oh, I hated it. I don't know. Um, well, I actually love this. It's been a while since a girl group has debuted with a single that I like to write off the bat. Um, it, uh, it's crazy because I traditionally hate these styles of, like, talk singing, like, sound effects. I usually hate stuff like this. But I love it. It, it kind of, parts of it kind of give me, like, an 80s vibe. Especially, like, the pre-chorus parts. Uh, like, the part before the raps. And each oh, right. ver and each verse, I think um, I think both times it's uh, Shu from IOI who sings that part. I really love those parts, and um, I don't mind the chorus. I think the chorus is really poppy, and just a traditional like it's just a traditional pop song. I am really impressed by, you know, um, the members of Pristine self composed this entire mini album. Oh, interesting. Um, including this song. I mean, with help. they I guess they co-produced. But, that's still, yeah, but still that's impressive. still really impressive. And for all in, like, it's a really solid album. It doesn't seem like a debut Ricky girl group singing, like doing the music and stuff. So I applaud them for that. This song has a lot of, regardless of like the poppy, like the weird sound effects and things like that, it has a lot of substance. And I hope people appreciate that and their very first stages they've been doing are completely live, and I'm just really impressed by that and just the level, the level of maturity these girls are putting through on their debut stages is like really something else. Um, but the video's cute. I know a lot of people in the beginning compared the video to um, Twice, like Uwa, because of the like cop cars and the. It, they're they're familiar Seeming, yeah. seemingly like chaotic nature of the video and i guess the wardrobe the way i think nyan has that shirt that has like the little band with threads on it which was kind of what 
people had on in the like blah video, but I don't think they're enough alike to be compared. Um, I thought it was they're a just cute... two girl groups. That's why they're gonna compare them. Like I, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. But I love the video. I love the really um. I love the court, the bridge in the video when they're all doing different kinds of magic stuff. I thought that, that was a really cute. Yeah, that was a really um, cool moment. Except the the one the girl who was doing the like uh, clock swinging. I was like, yeah. "You're creepy. Like, I can't deal with this." <laughs> yes, but in general, I I thought it was a really quirky. It's a quirky video, and what it does is. It sets these girls up to do something different because it wasn't too cutesy. It wasn't too out there. Like, it, it, it gives them a solid foundation to move forward on. So, um, I think they did a good job. It's one of... I've watched this video multiple times now, so I clearly like it. So, good job to them. Out of the four videos, it's like my second favorite. But like by a really close margin, so that's good. That's pretty good. We'll go ahead and get to the the last one then. I know I know that you like this one, so uh, it's good that it was last <laughs> on the list. But uh, Monster X came back with the song "Beautiful." I don't quite know if I like this song, but I know that I don't dislike it. Um, I got like it feels good right now, but I've only seen it once, and I don't know. It it, it gave me the like, oh, that was nice. I don't know if I need to hear it again, but it was nice. So I, I'm probably going to listen or watch it again and see if like I have the same feeling or if it goes away and I just like the song. Um, but the video was very simple, but in like a good way. Um, the way they used like the floor was really cool and the lighting yeah. was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and it showcased like a good part because I feel like this dance is very, very interesting and fun to watch. So the fact that they actually gave us that in this music video was very very nice i really enjoyed that um like i said i'm on the fence about the song i I really don't know if i hate it or if i like it or what so um but maybe next week i'll know (laughs) stay tuned i don't know uh okay so i i know a lot of you all see our podcast or listen to our podcast and we all kind of like know how people are gonna feel about things we like we have a KK talk and we um kind of generally talk about things as far as videos are concerned. And so everybody already knows how I feel about this Monster X video because I kind of shot it from the rooftops when I first saw it because I was shook. Um uh, Monster X is one of those people who the group I've grown to like, but I never was really a fan of their music. There are a few of their um, title tracks that I did kind of like, you know, like enough to watch a couple live performances, but not enough to like put their music on any of my devices or anything. Um, but this is like the first one where I'm like, uh, I love this. And I, I, we've decided that we wouldn't talk about albums. We would stick to music videos. But, yes. You got some time. Go for it. <laughs> this al- Okay, so... I don't like comparing people because I hate it. But this album, for me, was fantastic. I think there's ten songs on the album. And they... Like, every song is so good. I think... 
to talk to tie it in, last week we talked about God Seven, and I talked about having an issue where I feel like they didn't know what their sound or their voice was in K-pop. I feel like Monster X is the exact opposite. I think Monster X knows exactly what their sound is. They know exactly what they sound good doing. They um, have a really strong sense of self as far as who they are as a group, as far as who they're like what their strong suits are, and also allowing for different... They have a really great balance between their rappers and their vocalists. Um, and they really played around with that in this album. They played around with the hard-hitting and the soft in just such a really good way that this album just kind of flows together. But anyway, back to Beautiful. I was shook, you know. This is, this is another one of those... All nonchalant. I was shook, you know. Yeah, I I just, like I I know we say that a lot, but I really wasn't expecting anything from this. Like I said, I kind of just have general pleasant feelings about Monster X's title tracks. So I was just like, okay, this is gonna be a song. I'm not gonna hate it, but I'm not gonna particularly like it either. All the while wishing the best for them because I I know they work hard and I know they want so much to be like at the top. Um, so, I loved it. Okay, so, one of the great things about the video, I know they're in suits, they have bright colors, people are going to compare them to BTS, whatever, I don't care about that, I don't agree with that. One thing I really love about this music video is they have this really interesting choreography, and they gave it its time in the music video. Like, they're not going to make me wait for live stages to see this really beautiful choreography. Um, it's really good, and the stage is so interesting. The like the the floor looks like a wall you might see in like a um, like a mosque or something. It's yeah. really beautiful, and they pan out to this huge wide shot from above of them doing like the point choreography, and it's really cool. And it's kind of dark lighting, so it's just like their silhouettes. But the part after the bridge when they take off their shirts and they just kind of go to work. I'm re- I mean, their coats and they kind of just go to work. I'm really here for it. I loved it. I could gush it out this video all day. Um, <laughs> and then at the end when they just start throwing coats everywhere, I'm just like, yes, throw those coats. Get that shit out of there. And I just, I fanboy so hard over this group that I have just like general interest in like, I was just so proud. Like, they really came out here and gave it their all. And people have been complaining about me, Huck, and uh, Wan getting airtime or, like, getting any kind of line distribution. And I think this is a really good line distribution. And they come hard in the vocals as well. So I'm proud of them. I'm proud of the dance. I'm proud of the video. I've watched them a million times. There's this part in the song. I'm, I'm going long, but I'll cut it. There's this part in the song, let me back up. I studied band growing up, and I studied classical music, and there is, uh, it trained my ear. So there's, like, there can be, like, one little bitty, like, minor thing that happens in a song that'll make me like the entire song. And there's this part in the chorus each time that it's, like, um... I guess the bass, the bass line does this really cool thing where, ah, oh God, I wish I could articulate it better. But <laughs> just listen when it gets to, 
I want to say me hooks part in each chorus, the bass line kind of drops a little bit. It's so good. It's so effective. And like, you might have to listen to headphones to properly hear it. Or if you have a really good speaker system, you might not have to. But it's made me love this song. And they've been promoting Ready or Not 2, which is also fantastic. Um, there's enough from this album for everybody. They have soft songs. They have cute songs. It's so good. Just everybody just stay in Monster X this time. I'm really hoping <laughs> they get show wins. I guess that company has been putting a lot of stock in them getting show wins. Like, we... we we reported early, like, last year or something, they took their phones or something during the fighter promotion. Oh, yeah. said they'll get them back if they get show wins. So I think they're more than any other group they're really hoping to get through with it. Oh, oh, I didn't talk about this. This, um, me Huck with the glitter. Mm, I, I don't even remember. Shook. Shook. Maybe it was the... Maybe it was, like, the album jacket. Maybe it wasn't in the video. But he had, like, glitter on him. And we were all... We all shook. I think Alice talked about it last week. I don't know. Um, but what what a look. I just want him to know that. That's all. Maybe it wasn't in the video. <laughs> Maybe it was in the teaser. It was in the teasers, though. But it might be, like, an album jacket or something. Ah, I gotcha. All right. Um, well, we'll go right into the news. Um, so the first topic we have is, uh, Tiara. Um, I guess it's been, uh, announced officially that some of the members of Tiara will not be re-signing with, uh, MBK. And then the other members signed a smaller contract. Um, and this next set of promotions for Tiara is probably going to be their last. At least with this lineup, it will be their last. So, um, I guess we're getting close to saying like goodbye to tiara which is um i mean i'm indifferent about it there's not too many tiara songs that i like particularly love but at the same time there's people in that group that i do like and uh especially because they got an unfair bad reputation um i want them to succeed because of that so it's kind of it kind of sucks that it's like they finally get they finally are able to really prove that it wasn't tiara that was the bad guy and they're gonna go away it's just it's kind of a shame you know uh, I'm indifferent to them. Oh, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I have to say it. Every person who knew that this scandal was bullshit and they didn't say anything and they let them live under the shadow of this scandal this entire time and only now decided to come forward and speak up, fuck you. Like, fuck you. I hope that your career fails. I hope that, you know the worst things happen to you. Like, there's nothing I hate worse than a bystander-ass person. Like, you know bad things are happening. There's something you can do about it, and you remain silent. But I'm okay with that. If you're going to take some, If you're going to stay silent on something as serious as somebody's livelihood, their career, and their, their reputation, that's fine. But if you're going to stay silent on it, stay silent forever. Nobody ever needs to hear your opinion. Don't come around, you know, six, seven years later talking about, oh, well, that wasn't necessarily what happened. Like, no, fuck you. Like, TR's careers are over. Like, their group is not, like, they can't recover from this now. Where was the truth 
when the truth was actually needed. Like, nobody could care. Fuck the truth now. Like, the truth can't save them now. Yeah. Like, it's good to know the truth now to air it out. But, so what? Like, what What can it do now? Like, I'm so pissed. Like, you have no... I hate that. Like, you guys all sat around and watched as they drug T.R. through the mud over something that you knew was a falsehood that was not completely true. But not only that, you knew what the actual truth was, and you didn't say anything when it could have helped everybody then. But now you want to tell all. You want to write a fucking memoir about it now when it can't help them like i do think i do think um you have to kind of look at both sides of it because for mbk as the label they're stuck in they're stuck between a rock and a hard place like everybody was on the side of uh huayang and the only people they could you know bring up to prove that she was the bad one were all people that work for mbk like that you're just it's going to, I feel like people are going to immediately go, oh, this is just media play. MBK's lying. They're just getting all their, you know, employees to lie, blah, blah, blah. The only reason really that like people were willing to believe what happened with Huayang is because it was somebody that knows Huayang that gave the news, like that spilt the tea on accident. And obviously she's going to be on Huayang's side. She's not going to spill the tea for no reason. So. I think that's part of it. Like, I think you're right, and those people should have stood up. But I also think if I was MBK, I would probably hope they didn't say anything ever because it's going to look bad on the label itself. It's not going to look bad yeah. on Hua Young, unfortunately, because people are going to give the benefit of the doubt to the person who's by themselves. Even if other people have talked, to, like now, in years later, also helps because other people have commented that Hua Young might have a bad attitude like that's that's a rumor that's around so it was like the perfect you you brought the perfect um like light to the perfect kindling right so I think I think that's part of why so many people were so silent you know yeah I guess I guess I still hate it though like keep no it, yeah I, I feel you keep that like you know I guess it's too late now keep it but but I mean I I'm glad these girls are getting their names cleared so as they move forward with whatever their future endeavors are they won't have this shadow of like on their reputations I guess yeah I think it's beneficial for them that they finally got it cleared up it's just a uh, like really crappy timing essentially we also had Kalani uh recent ooh I don't know if I said that right uh I definitely goofed that uh tweet tweeted about wanting to collab with bts after uh i guess bts talked about them first right yeah bts has you know bts came to america they had this whole little billboard um interview it's really cute if you haven't seen it you should watch it um and they asked them who their favorite artists were and the rap monster said he's really listening to kehlani right now and I guess she found out about it and she took a picture of the interview and tweeted it and saying, you know, BCS hit me up. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Essentially. And this comes, you know, just a week after she tweeted Taeyeon's live V. So she's clearly a fan of K-pop where people are telling her about this stuff and relaying it back to her. But it'll be interesting to see. BTS is all about collaborations. I mean, Red Monster just put out this video Wale yesterday two days ago yes um so i mean they're not above american 
collaborations or collaborations with other artists in general. So we'll see what comes out of that. Especially, I don't know if you if you have this in your news or if you were going to actually talk about it or not, but especially now that BTS has signed with Def Jam in Japan. Oh, yeah. yeah. That kind of ties them into Def Jam America a little bit. So maybe something could come out of that. I don't know what label Kalani signed to, though. But it gets them that step closer, bridges the gap. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I'm I'm always down for seeing what an American artist will do when working with like a Korean artist, where the yeah. song's gonna go. Because it always has to go. It's got a tip in one direction, right? Yeah. Like, Korean music has a particular type of sound, and so does American music or Western music, I should say. Um, so you're. It's always interesting to see which way it tips. But what's cool is Kelani. She sings and raps. She can mm-hmm. dance. So. It'll be really interesting to see a dance collaboration between them, because that's mm. something we haven't really seen, like in like a full song, but like a BTS song featuring Kalani, where she's like dancing with them and stuff, would be really sick. Like it'd be something we haven't seen before. Yeah, that um, that'd be really cool. That'd I mean, be really cool. Put it in the ether. I I don't think it's gonna happen, <laughs> but we should put it out there anyway. Yeah, put it out there. That's what you should do, Kalani, if you're listening. Go yep. do go go get featured on a BTS song and slay their dance with them. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. They have really good dances too, so that'd, yeah. that'd work good. Um next up we're gonna talk about a festival that's coming up. Uh the Hollywood Bowl Music Festival, also the Korean Times musical music festival. Um is coming up next month. Yeah, next month, at the end of the month. Um so they're starting to announce the some of the artists that are going to be there. Um, some of the artists that we know about Tiffany, DJ Doc, NCT 127, uh, A Pink, Viction, uh, and a whole bunch of people that I don't know, uh, Skull and Haha, Gummy, and then Block B, Bastars, uh, will, will all be there. Um, you know, like, like I said last week, but it stands, um, there's a ton of shows going on just this weekend in LA. I didn't even realize how many, but uh, we had Hyorin here, and then tonight Geary Boy and Black Nut are performing, and then tomorrow Jesse's going to be in LA, and then Sunday is apparently shiny. So it's it's crazy how much music, you know, how many artists are coming to and from, and the only way we get more of them is to always support when they come out. Uh, like, I know that me saying that as I'm sitting here recording is funny, but I did buy tickets to go see Gary Boy. I'm just not there, but I bought tickets. I bought two of them. Um, so you, it, it's worth it to support them. Like them selling those tickets, them turning uh, positive revenue. Like you, you're helping a lot. You're helping everybody, not just the artists that you're directly influencing, right? You're spreading K-pop. You're proving that it still sells here, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it's it's really cool, and if you're around the L.A. area, or if you would like to travel to L.A., that's a good festival to go to. Um, you know, me and Nico were talking about it earlier. He really likes festival environments, and I'm on board with that. Like, it's just, it's a nice feel, right? So even if you got the cheaper tickets where you're out on the bench, you're still, like, in the festival area. Um, so it's worth going to. Um, I don't know. Just dance. I just think it's important to just have, you know, ears out and buzz about these different K-pop things that are happening here in America because 
they can only, you know, this is how companies gauge, essentially, it's how they gauge, they truly gauge international engagement. I say gauge a lot. Uh, There's a lot of gauge in there. We're real gauged up out here. It's how it's how they um, determine the how like there's there's a there's a scale right for income for profit. There's different ways. There's like a scale on how to determine what people are willing to spend, like how much money people are willing to spend on their like on K-pop. And, you right. know, so CDs are one thing. Are CDs selling well? Sure. If we come over to a venue that fits X amount of people, can we do that? Sure. Then the next time they come, they get a bigger venue. They test that out. And anytime these things are failing or not being successful, these agencies are pulling back and scaling down. So if, for example, Jesse's going on tour all over America, if... Nobody in, if they can't fill the venue in Chicago, the next time she comes to America, if she does at all, they maybe skip Chicago the next time. So it's important for us to be telling you all, and like telling all our friends who like K-pop about these different events that are going on here. So, because it only helps K-pop in general, right? K-pop in general is a small microcosm. They're kind of a community and they all follow one after the other. So if X amount of group is successful, and another company's group is in that same bracket of, um, same bracket of exposure and success. Then they'll think, okay, well, our people can be successful. So they send them over, and it's just a ripple of a great ripple effect of us getting continuous K-pop exposure here in the West, which is ultimately what yeah. we want. So even if you can only buy a thirty-dollar, you know, garden ticket, go see. Go to the Korean Times Festival if you can. Go pay $20 and see Gary Boy and Black Nut if you can, or however much his tickets are. I think the general was like 20 or 30 yeah. They were, they were pretty cheap. And you got uh, you got entry into the party, that's the after party, where Gary Boy is going to perform oh, again. That's crazy. That's yeah. a good bargain. Yeah. I'm like, I'm bitter that I'm not there. <laughs> um... Let's see. The the last thing we have here. And um hmm. I mean, I feel like we're the well, we might be the two best people to talk about this one, but uh BGA, the stupid Ryan Higa group, uh made their little comeback. Um they're currently charting on the iTunes K-pop section, funny enough. Um not really funny. Uh I mean, I didn't even bother. I won't give Ryan Higa my views for obvious reasons. Um that obvious reason being I don't really support racists. So, you know, as, as, as little as possible, please. So it's very easy to not click on stuff I already know is going to make me mad. I watched the first BJ video and it made me mad. And um, I've said it once, but I'll say it again. I understand the difference between a parody and like just taking the piss. I really do. Because I like parodies. I like humor. I think it's good. The problem that I have is that this guy is just profiting period off of making a joke of the thing that like you guys like um there's plenty of people even still that don't take k-pop seriously that don't care about it or think it's dumb to even listen to it because you can't understand it i literally get that all the time anytime i tell somebody that i do a podcast and they're like not 
people that I know too well, they'll always be like, why are you talking about Korea? You don't speak Korean. That's stupid. Why are you listening to music you can't understand? Like, it, it's very common, and it's it's already an uphill battle to get anybody to sit down and be like, this is K-pop. Like, there's actually good music here. And then you have, like, this group featuring just YouTube guys who are Asian and are just like, I guess we can make fun of this because we'll make fat money off of it. Now they're selling their stupid song on iTunes and they're topping charts. Like, And people want them to get to the top. There's people like just buying to try to get them to be number one on the K-pop chart. Meaning you're going to let a parody song by a bunch of Americans that's a joke about the thing that you like be number one on the chart. Like, That's why I don't like it. That in a nutshell, everything that's going on with it right now is why I don't like it. They're just taking the piss. They're just trying to make a joke out of K-pop and, you know, profit off of it. And they're nailing it because people are buying it. And people are just like, oh, it's so fun and it's funny and great. Like, cool, if that's your sense of humor, fine. And if you've never experienced that, like, feeling of people thinking the thing that you like is a joke, then I guess that's fair. But for me, like you can do a parody you got to love what you're doing like you have to you have to make it seem like you want to do this because you're such a fan ryan higa is just a guy who knows k-pop stars that's it he's clearly not a fan yeah um i'm gonna have to agree oh i guess who's it gonna be is actually number one right now over monster x is beautiful oh great it's just sad that's the hardest monster x works to has worked since they debuted to get a number one, like, to be where they are. Uh, not only that, but their first song, uh, Dong Sayadre, is back at number four on the K-pop chart on iTunes, so that's really sad. Um, but I, I'm gonna have to agree. I mean, I think we've seen parodies before, right? I mean, Psy took the piss in, you know, Gundam Style and Gentleman. You know, it kind of made fun of the whole, like, Korean idol thing. But the difference to me between them and, like, him and them is that Psy is a K-pop star, you know. He, it's... He made fun of himself. Yes, it's insular humor. It's, it's, you know, black people making fun of black people for black people things versus, you know, anybody else making fun of black people for black people things. You know, it's... It's Asians making fun of Asians. Like, it's, you know, it's Koreans making fun of Koreans for some kind of Korean thing versus anybody else thinking it's okay to do the same. It's it's an outsider effect. It's, it's, right, yeah. it's, it's stereotyping because it's not coming from the people who are it. You know, it, there's a general understanding that when you're making fun of yourself, it's... It's not. It can't, it can't be ill will, you know, or it's not ill will because it's coming from you. Versus this, this seems like just another, you know, low blow. Like, hey, K-pop's an easy target to make fun of, so let's do that. Let's make fun of all these stereotypes people already have of Asian people in general, but also of K-pop, and let's exacerbate that. Let's introduce a whole new young audience to those stereotypes. And then, on top of that, it's twofold, right? Because we'll make fun of K-pop so that everybody likes it, everybody will join in, but also, let's talk about K-pop in general because we know now K-pop makes a shit ton of money for us. 
Right. So it, they're literally making money off of like alienating you further. And I'm like not. I just am generally not here for it. Uh, which is sad because I love Justin Chong. Um, but, you know, take it for what you will. I know there are people going to listen to this podcast who are going to say we're just bitter or we don't like it because we don't like Ryan Higa, like uh, any number of things. But I just want you to know, like, I don't, I haven't had much to say about Ryan Higa for years now. So that's not an issue. I'm also a professional grown adult who can separate my personal feelings to a person from what I, from critiquing what they do and what they put out into the world. So, whether I like Ryan Higa or not, it's completely different from how I feel about this product that he's put out now. So, the product is kind of just like I said, like it's kicking an already marginalized group of people further down. It's like, let's take everything people say about you as they make fun of you and let's make it, like, let's exacerbate it. Let's make it worse. Let's introduce it to a new audience. And... And I'm not here for that. So. Yeah. And I mean, we're on the same page there. Like, and I agree. I'm sure there's going to be people who just think I have it out for Ryan Higa or whatever. Like, I want to remind you, he made a Blue Lives Matter video. Let's not forget. So if I did have it out for him, I don't feel bad about it. Like, you're not going to make me feel guilty about it. But there's more to it because I wouldn't like anybody doing this. Um, If it had just been like a joke video or whatever and that was it. That's one thing, but it's a song that they put out to sell. It's not free, and it's charting, and they're excited that it's going to be number one across over real groups that are really like doing the music that you supposedly really like. That's the big issue. Um, so it is what it is. But uh, unless you have anything you want to pimp, that's that's going to do it. Um, all right. So thank you guys for listening. Um, Wait, are uh, you gonna do your plug? Your end of the I don't sh- I don't have one. End of the show plug. Yeah, no, I don't have one. That's what I was saying. If you if you have anything you want to pimp, that's you. Oh, um, do I have anything I wanna pimp? Um No, Stan Talent. Stan Monster X. You and your Stan Talent. Every week, Stan Talent. Let's, Stan G Friend. Stan Talent. Like, I Stan never I never really, you know, I'm not much of a Monster X fan, but like I said, like this album is worthy, and they deserve to be number one for this. They put in some work, and it's really sad that now this parody album has come and knocked them out of number one. So if you weren't supporting them before, go support them. Like they deserve better. They've been working. You know, Shonu deserves better, <laughs> and I just want them to be happy. Also, stand them, stand talent. Listen to all of their album. Let us know when you have listened to it what your favorite tracks are. You might have some things in common with us. And that'll be fun and great. And who knows? Maybe I'll like a song enough to do a cover of one. And that'll be pretty trash. But you hey, all, let's go. But you might like it. Hey, who knows? Maybe. Just have a good weekend, you all. And just love yourself. Oh, we got real soft. <laughs> love, <laughs> no, love, but love yourselves in 2017, and just make good choices.
Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm with Nico on that one. Definitely take care of your guys' self. Uh, I, we say it quite a bit, but I mean it like we're doing this for you guys and we're here for you guys. There may be uh, sometimes where you guys sit on a different side of the fence than we do, but that's fine. I mean, at the end, as long as we're making content that you want to hear and you enjoy, that's what we're going for. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, I don't have anything to pimp other than that. Like I'm with Nico, love yourself. That's it. So that's that's gonna be my my pimping segment. Is just love yourself. Um, so once again, thank you guys for joining us. Um, if you would like to listen to us on SoundCloud, you can find us SoundCloud.com/slash/NotYourAverageNetizens. Uh, you can go ahead and follow us there. You can listen to us there. Leave us comments. We we're doing our best to interact with you guys. We've been interacting a little more. Um. And it definitely helps that you guys comment and give it all the listens and everything. Like, that's the way we get noticed, right? Um, if you'd rather listen to us on iTunes, we're over there as well. Um, if you search Not Your Average Netizens, you'll find us. Please, um, you know, subscribe there. Uh, give us like five stars or however many you really think we deserve, but hopefully five. Um, you know, write a comment. That All that stuff helps us get noticed. We don't get noticed without that stuff. Um, so... You know, it means a lot to us when you help us out with that. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Tumblr, you can find our Tumblr directly if you go to www.notyouraveragenetizens.com. Uh, go straight to our Tumblr. One day it'll maybe be something. If not, well, at least we have it. <laughs> um, you can also tweet at us, NYA Netizens on Twitter. And you can also email us if you want to email any questions to us directly, uh, notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's it. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.